Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Dub Nation, it's Trace Jackson Davis. My head coach, Steve Kerr, joins Willard and Dibbs today right here on 95.7 The Game. Trace Jackson Davis. Those are the three names. Keeps playing like this. We're going to actually have to get it right. You can't just pick any three names you want. No. Trace Jackson Davis. Okay. Also, the calendar notification just popped up in my phone. Which one? Uh, it says... Uh, <laughs> This says, wish Dibs a happy new year. Yeah. Um, happy yeah. new year, Dibs. Happy new year. Thanks. Thank you, Grandy. I appreciate that. I mean, you don't want me to respond to that. You just don't. You're having a day. No, I'm having a great day. You're not having a great no, day. No, I got a big win on the road. Uh, wonderful morning with the baby. Okay. Read about 37 books. Uh, and by 37 books, I mean the, the four books I read over and over and over. Big A, little A. What begins with A? Aunt Annie's Alligator. Oh, a, A, A. I do like that one. That one's fun. I mean, I have it memorized now. Um, and uh, I got a win in a road rage incident without having to uh, give anybody a two-piece. Okay. I don't know who decides who won and who lost. In uh, he situation. got back in the car first okay, and drove helped. away. So that's a win. It's a win for your boy. <laughs> Having a wonderful uh, quinoa salad with fresh cabbage and some chicken. I'm having a great day. Okay. And you and I actually got a message from uh, the great Johnny X, a.k.a. Johnny the Gout Man, longtime Bay Area caller yep. from uh, the old Gary Radnett show. And he wished me a happy new year yeah, happy this new morning. Year. Yeah. And I said, Johnny, Johnny, we're old friends, so I'm going to give you a pass because you know better. And he only, he only sent me a Happy New Year message. We haven't talked in probably eight years. And he sent me a message knowing full well what he wanted the response to be. So I'm not going to fall for it. Like Draymond Green, when fans chant F you Draymond and when opposing players try to goad him into, into physical action... Draymond and I were not falling for it this year. Well, uh, I'm not falling for it. We'll see, because he has uh, he has been falling for it so far. And as we listen to more of what he said at the press conference, which was in the one o'clock hour, uh, right here on ninety five seven, the game. Um, I, I started to think about this question. You know, Jordan Poole came back to town about two and a half weeks ago, and he got a really nice ovation. And I remember the conversation leading up to Jordan Poole's return. And, uh, and a lot of people, for a lot of people, this was the end all. They're like, look, you know, I, right, he, he, he didn't say some great things when he left, and um, he's reckless with the ball, and so I don't know about his brand of basketball. He's not playing that well. But damn it, you got to back that guy because he helped win you a championship. 
Okay. Well, Draymond helped you win four. So why have so many of you decided that whatever that annoys you, and I'll go with you, he's exhausting. He's exhausting. And he has taken his teammates and his organization and the fan base on quite a journey and an unnecessary one at times, and that's an understatement. But I hear so often, when there's a yeah but about a player, it's like, yeah, but he won you a championship. Well, Draymond helped win you four. So sometimes I wonder why the um, slack isn't more. Well, for me, there is no slack in terms of what you've done in the past. It's great. He helped you win four championships, and I won't even play the game of, well, he cost you one, but he won you four, and you would have won six if it wouldn't. Forget it. Whatever happened, happened, and Draymond Green has four rings. And this franchise that I've been a fan of for about 45 years or more, I'm 55 years old, and I remember going to games as a 10-year-old, and I'm in a basketball household as a kid. Basketball was our number one sport. So I've been a fan for 45 years, and I don't quite remember the Rick Barry title year, but I remember the last four that they've won, and that's great. But for me, I look at all these players the same way, which is in the lens of now. Because Draymond Green is forever a four-time champ, as is Clay, as is Steph, as is Iguodala. He's got four. Andre's got four himself. Mm-hmm. Kavon's got three. Steve's got four, and he's got nine if you count the other teams and the other titles. And all of that is in pen, in Sharpie. It's in cement. I look at things in terms of right now, through the lens of right now. And you, you talked about Andrew Wiggins before, and we can have the debate of do they win the title with or without him. It doesn't matter what I think or what you think because he was on the team, he played well, and they won. That is a fact. The fact is they won the title. I look at it now. Andrew Wiggins now is not a player that I think that is a necessary part of this team. And in terms of Draymond Green right now, can Draymond Green help you this year if he plays and stays out of trouble, I think he can. Help you do what? Help you compete. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I agree completely. He can help I you just... win. He can also help you lose. We don't know, but is Draymond Green still good enough to be a part of a successful team? I think that's a yes. Well, um, in order to do that, he's obviously going to have to handle things differently when the stress or the anger or whatever comes in. He was asked today if he's learned any techniques for those moments. First off, understanding your emotions, understanding those moments. Uh, My goal is not to come back and worry about crossing the line because I still have to come back and play the game the way I know how to play the game and be the best me that I can be for my team to, to help give my team a chance to win. I think, you know, as far as not crossing the line with with a referee, Yes, uh, that's 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 a big point of emphasis for me and knowing and understanding where that line is. But I didn't make it to this point worried about touching the line. You know, I didn't help this team and this organization become what we've become by worried about crossing the line. And so throughout my time away, you kind of go through all like work through all these thoughts. Right. And, you know, if you were to talk to me two and a half weeks ago, I'm like, I'm not crossing the line. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. But. 
as you continue to, to do work and put the work in and as time go by, for me, it's about developing a practice, uh, you know, developing a routine. And I think one of the best things about that is it hasn't been just on me to develop that. You know, I've had uh, support from this organization, support from the league and developing what those things look like. That's what I plan to do. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and tell you like, yes, I know everything because you don't know what you do in, until you're in a moment. But I think going into your in, in, into anything, you can only best prepare yourself for what moments you may face. And then you'll be put to the test. You know, my goal isn't to try to say, oh, man, I'm, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And this is how it's going to look like you don't know that until I'd be sitting here lying to you. If I said this is how it's going to look and this is the process like that's not real. But what is real is preparing yourself and doing a lot of self-work so that when you are in these moments, you know where you can turn to. You know, it's, it's just like anything else. If I catch the ball on the wing, in that moment, I prepare myself to shoot that ball, right? It's no different. You do the work. And then when those moments present themselves, you lean on your preparation. I mean, that really leads to the question going forward. And this is another reason why I thought today was pretty authentic. Draymond did not look at anybody and go, so when those crazy moments come, this is, so I have this technique. I'm going to touch my right cheekbone <laughs> with my pointer finger, and that's going to remind me that I need to breathe. It all happens too fast. He's admitting to you right there, like, I'm going to prepare for it. Right. Is it going to work? I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. We'll find out when we get there. Exactly. And That's real. He talked about the work he's put in and how, uh, and I liked what he said about the officials. That's going to be a point of emphasis. He didn't say, oh, I'm, I'm done arguing calls. Or he didn't say, oh, I'm not going to change at all. I'm still going to be me when it comes to the refs. He said, that's going to be a point of emphasis. I'm going to use that as something that I focus on in terms of, you know, behaving differently. And I think that's going to be the biggest challenge because I do think that the agitation, it's an agitation sensation, Mark. And when it comes to he and the officials, I do think that that leads to other moments of frustration. He allows that to get him off of his game and take his focus away from where it should be. And, you know, he's put in the work, and it's ongoing. I don't think that now that he's cleared to return, he's going to just shut it all down and stop working on himself. Well, and, and you're a different person every day, every hour. You, you, you know this, right? Whatever that person did to you in the car today, there might be another day where you didn't even react. It was because of the headspace you were in. Who knows? So one night in Denver, where Draymond is feeling particularly happy, that stupid call by one of those awful refs. Uh, stop. <laughs> stop. I'm about to get out of this car. Right? But that stupid call, you might be able to just blow it off. But two nights later in Toronto, when you're going up against your ex-teammate Andrew Wiggins, I don't know. Yeah. Could be tough. And I think that it depends on you know who he goes up against and what the, the whistle is like and whether it's Scott Foster or if it's Nurkic again or maybe uh, Dylan Brooks, the ghost of Dylan Brooks. Oh, or you know, There's still going to be some uh, hurdles out there for Draymond for sure. Um, we'll get back to your phone calls. Uh, 888-957-9570. Buy or sell everything that you heard from Draymond today. And Steve Kerr is coming on at 5 o'clock. This is Willard and Dibbs.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Dub Nation, it's Draymond Green. My head coach Steve Kerr joins Willard and Dibs today, right here on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, he sure does. Um, we'll sprinkle in uh, some Niners and, and, and more as the week goes as well, but, you know, the Niners don't play this week. And Detroit's going to beat the Rams, so stop worrying about it. Nice. Yeah. We'll get into it. I'm Maybe. hot. I'm hot. I mean, had the under last night. I haven't lost a bet all year. Yeah, exactly. Had Good the, thing I didn't bet that s. Had the under last night. Yeah. Ah, got off to a bad start too, and then it was an Ottoman finish. Well, and my buddy who uh, I actually gave the tip to take Washington in the points. I'm driving home and I get a text. Do we double down? Do we double down? And I was thinking to myself, they're down seventeen ten, and they actually. They haven't played great, but they left some points out there. And oh, I was, Penix threw it right over Roma Dunze's head. Dude, Roma Dunze, wrong shoulder. He was wide open. Oh. I was about to text my friend, you know what? Let's double this down. Oh, and God. by let's, I mean you, because I wasn't betting it. But yep. I didn't get to him in time. And then come to find out after uh, bath time, I put that game uh, back. Yes, yes, Grandy. The Ducks are still losers, yeah, just well, so you know. The gamblers are tired of your, uh, they're tired of your antics. Well... I'm gonna try to uh, I'm gonna on. try to dial back my antics. Give me, give me give me give me a three for the transition. Come on, it's a two at best because they're not, not antics; they're picks. Well, for Draymond, they were uh, they were antics. Let's face it, like antics antics isn't something that got me here. And so when I look back on these situations, it's like, can you remove the antics? I'm very confident I can remove the antics, and I'm very confident if I do remove the antics, no one's. Worried about how I play the game of basketball. You know, nobody's worried about how I carry myself in the game of basketball, but it's the antics. So that's my focus. You know, it's not on changing who I am completely. You don't change the spots on the leopard. It's just not going to happen. And I'm not going to try to set some unrealistic expectation of like, who's this person going to be? Like, it's not real. And that's not sustainable. I've always said before, I, I know how to be me a lot better than I can be anyone else. But in saying that, can I accept the fact that my antics has been over the top? Of course. Can I remove those? Am I capable of removing those? Of course. I think with, without that, then I don't think there is much of an issue. But it's the antics that can go. And 
I've made a commitment to do things to make sure that those don't creep in. I wonder how this one grabs you because this was oh, the oh, that's this, the one. That's the well, one. It's right. And that's it, the to me. That's why, the money. Why? Why is that the one? Because what he said, and again, if you're going to take him at his word, and I. I'm taking him at his word, even though I have had a hard time doing that in the past. What he said at the top of that was, the antics aren't what got me here. The antics, the antics are something that I can get out of my game. The antics, the antics aren't who I am. I'm better at being me than I am at being anybody else. But the antics is something that I can change. So you've got Draymond the player You've got Draymond, the skilled player, and then as an outgrowth of that, you've got Draymond, the competitor. An outgrowth of that is Draymond, the, and I I say maniac, but I say it in the best possible way. And the outgrowth of maniac is where we get to the antics. Can you cut out the antics and then keep the rest of the Draymond and have him still just be a player who walks up to that line and maybe a little bit over that line without the antics? That, I think, could be a productive Draymond. Well, I don't it's disagree antics, with you, Mark. Mark. I'll also say, though, that this was the only part of the press conference that made me roll my eyes a little bit. And it's not because I don't believe him. But if you're going to make it that easy to change the antics, is that something that I could stop doing? Of course. Of course. Uh, I'm a leopard. You're not going to change my spot. He said that today. But I can change the antics. And I wanted to go, then why haven't you? He hasn't had to. Yeah, he has. No, he hasn't had to. He's literally detailed how much he's already cost the team. It's urgent from a professional standpoint because I wasn't hurt. At least my body wasn't hurt. My mind was hurt. My feelings was hurt. Uh, But it wasn't like some injury cost me off the floor. So it's very urgent because I've cost my team enough. I've cost this organization enough. You know, and so it's not a time for me to just come back and be like, all right, I'm going to take my time and get back when I can. No, like you caused this yourself. And so you don't get the grace. And although I'm very appreciative of our organization, number one, for the support. But number two, they're putting the plan together to ramp up. If it was up to me, I would love to come back and play right now. Reality is it's probably not the best thing for me or the best thing from an organizational standpoint and what that looks like moving forward and, and the risk of injury and all those things. But. You know, there's a human component of this as well. And you sit home and you watch these games, and as a competitor, you want to help. I mean, if you are approaching a cliff, right, you're walking toward a cliff, Wiley Coyote, um, just because your toes are now at the very, very edge, you say, well, now you have to stop. I would argue you could have stopped a few steps ago. So that's kind of what I mean. Right, but he didn't have to. But it, no, but he did if he wanted to not affect the team in a negative way, which he literally admitted that he did. As far as this team goes, definitely affected this team in a negative way. It can be repaired. Like, we're still, what, 36 games into an 82-game season? There's a chance to make it right. And that's my goal, and that's my focus. Okay, but if you admit that you affected the team in a name, that's all I'm saying. Maybe he didn't think that 13 games ago. Or maybe they aren't that easy to fix. But I guess the way he talked about the antics made it sound like they are, in fact, the only thing that I listened to today and did not feel authenticity. It's like if he made it, well, that's easy. I can fix that. Well, it's like, so wait a minute. I thought those were part of you. 
But if they're easy to fix, that means that they were concocted in some sort of a way, and you can just eliminate it with ease. And if that's the case, I would ask him, why now? Like, if I had been in that presser today, that would have been my follow-up. Why did it take until, if the antics are that easy to stop, why not till now? Well, because now he has to. And it's like when you have, and I don't know if you've ever been a part of an intervention where you get a friend who has an issue with substances or gambling or both or something completely different, and you all get in a room and it's like, okay, now. Now we're at that point where you have to change. You have to change your antics. And I'm not saying that he had a clear-cut intervention, but that's kind of what the league has done. They basically said to him, no more. No more of anything. Right. No more your antics, your flagrants, your technicals, your assists, your rebounds, your turnovers, your buckets, your threes, your makes, your misses. It all stops. It all stops until we decide that you can come back and do it again. So when he has that moment to step back and realize all the things that he's done that has hurt the team, and you think about the antics, and you go, well, I mean, the antics is like the one thing the easiest thing that he can control is the antics. The next the most difficult thing will be losing his control against other players, losing his control against the officials, losing his control against his teammates, losing his control against his coach. All those things, I think, are more difficult than the antics. Right. So I, I do I, think that he's right in terms of, oh, I can stop the antics. Well, it's just it's not the first message. Like, I, I'm, I'm with you when you say, oh, well, he's going to stop now because he has to. Right. I would argue, though, if that's the case, uh, like, hello, the message has been given to you at least five times already. Sure. And you chose, sure. you chose to not uh, change the antics, even when you were given a suspension earlier this year and told, this is really serious, you've got to stop the antics, he came right back out with the antics. With so the antics, yeah. Maybe this, yeah. maybe this is finally when he got shaken. Sure. May, may, maybe. And I think but that, I that's argue, possible. It's like, it's like, really? Like, really? It took you this long to finally take someone else's guidance seriously? Yes, and I mean, we okay. can't... And you and I have both been in situations with friends, family, or both where... I get it, yeah. It's like you've had your friend where it's like, dude, how can you not, how can you not stop this behavior? It's like, what are you waiting... Are you waiting for rock bottom? So now you're waiting for whatever to happen to you to where it's like, okay, now, now I'm ready to stop with the antics. And I, in terms of basketball rock bottom i can't speak to draymond's mindset but hearing him talk reminds me a lot of some of the people who i've known and been close to in terms of what they've sounded like coming out of that rock bottom moment where it's like whoa i didn't realize that i was drinking that much or doing all these i didn't realize i was my antics were so far off the reservation that I didn't realize it until I had time to step away. No, when you're in it. When you're in it, you're of often course, the last yeah. to know. Like that that that's what <laughs> you know, yeah. I hate keep bringing this up, but this is that for me, that's absolutely what the number one message was um when uh, when I went through divorce, for example. Right. And everyone's like, "Yeah. <laughs> you were the last to know, dude." Like and and I get that. And he talked about that today. When you're in it, uh Oddly, many times you're the last one to know. 
You're the last one to see it clearly. Your emotions are way too tied up in everything. So I acknowledge that here. I get it. I'm just telling you that in everything I listened to today, it was the one moment where I went, come on, man. Really? Are the antics that easy to get rid of? Then show me. Because if they are really that easy to get rid of, how would we get to now before you decided to get rid of them? But they've been asking you for a while. You punched a teammate last yeah. year. Well, and, 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 and I, that didn't stop you? I think about the ejection against Memphis, which was not last year, but the year before in the playoffs, yeah. when he gets ejected and he runs around the court and he's doing his WWE, like getting the crowd incited. That, to me, is antics. Antics, and, for sure. I mean, when when you choke out uh, Gobert, that, that's partly antics, but that also is... I think something else that he needs to control is that that ability to control the rage because yeah, you could have jumped in and defended your teammate, but the way he grabbed hold of Gobert and brought him about twenty seven feet to the uh, the foul line extended inside the arc with twelve seconds left on the choke clock, that to me was excessive and that might have been antics, but to me the antics that he's talking about go far beyond just the on-court like flagrants and stuff. Uh, Steve Kerr, 90 minutes. Let's take some calls. How about Dave in Fresno? Hi, Dave. What you doing? Hey, guys. I'm listening to what you guys got to say. I want to just, you know, put some words out there. If Draymond's listening, I got some great advice for him. And you guys can tell me what you think. I would just say take advantage of this additional opportunity you've been Given, I know it's been it's like a cat with nine lives here with Draymond, but dude, he's been playing with the greatest teammate in the history of sports, and this is not being talked about enough. In my opinion, Steph Curry is the greatest superstar teammate. I'm not saying ability, but as far as a superstar and being a teammate, I see zero zero blemishes. I've never heard a bad talk to anybody, any teammate, rookie, vet, any coach. He, he just shows up to play, and he's, he's got in the back for Draymond. And Draymond, whether you guys are going to win a title or not, he's still playing. He's still playing a high level. Enjoy this time. Enjoy this contract that you just signed with this superstar person and Steph Curry and teammate. Like, I, it's not that hard. That all this, whether he's going to do it or not, it's all talk. Talk is cheap for Draymond. He could say whatever he wants yesterday. We all got to see it. Now, whether we're going to see it, that, that remains to be seen. But I'm just saying, Draymond, if you're listening, take advantage of the opportunity. Well, nobody else can say this. But to me, Steph Curry is the greatest teammate, superstar teammate in any sport. I've never heard any bad reports or anything. Maybe I, you know, hasn't been reported. I don't know. But I, and he's gone to bat for him. So I would just say, Enjoy this, Draymond. Yeah. You have a rare opportunity. Enjoy it. Dave, no doubt. Thanks, man. And it, it feels to me like some of what you just said there, Dave, was similar to what Steve Kerr said to Draymond when he went over to his house, at least according to the reports that we've heard, um, in that Steve was sort of suggesting him, dude, don't. this has been amazing. Don't end it the wrong way. Right. Don't 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 tarnish what's been incredible. And all of you, Steph included now, should feel some gratitude for it as opposed to, yes, you want credit. Yes, you did this. You did that. We get it. But all of this is a stew. It's it's a mixture. And none of it works without all of the pieces. So Draymond does not have his Hall of Fame career if he doesn't play with Steph and Clay. 
And what I think is also important here, I believe that Steph Curry feels like his career is not exactly what it is without Draymond Green. That's why they're so loyal to each other. Right. Led to an interesting question today, by the way, when he was asked if he felt concerned that maybe he cost Steph part of his prime. I don't necessarily look at it as costing him some moments of his prime because we're all in this together, right? Like, one of us fell, we're all failing. Uh, it's a team sport. I think for me personally, I care more about the person. How am I affecting the person? I can care less about a prime, if I'm honest, because I don't see his prime coming to an end no time soon. But, like, how are you affecting the person that care about you? You know, I spoke about the, the Stephen A. incident on my podcast. Like, then that's something he got to live with, you know? Forcing him to carry more weight than he necessarily would have to carry. What effect does that have on him? Even more so from a basketball standpoint. Like, it matters more to me how I affect the person. I wonder what Steph thinks. Um, although his actions certainly suggest one direction here. I hear people say this a lot. Draymond cost us a title. Or he cost us two titles. Here's the question. Are you worried that you cost Steph part of his career? I think Steph looks at it and goes, I don't know that my career is what it is without Draymond. Right. So you can say, okay, it cost you one or two, but we have four, and we wouldn't have those either. And we're not even halfway through this year. So, and I think Draymond's right about that when he says we're we got forty six more games to figure this thing out. So you didn't cost Steph this year yet. And now Draymond's back. So what did you really cost Steph? Because the one year that, that you missed and Steph missed and Clay missed and you went 15 and 50, well, that led you into the lottery. And you were able to get James Wiseman, but you blew the pick. So did that cost Steph a year out of his prime when, when Draymond sat and Steph was hurt and Clay was out? I mean, there's, I don't think that there's anything that Draymond owes to Steph in terms of his prime. He owes it to himself, and he owes it to his employer, not to Steph. I don't know. I mean, Steph Curry has responded to all things Draymond by clearly telling the organization, you better go give him four more years right, and $100 million more dollars. So that's how Steph feels. I mean... <laughs> Right. That's how Steph feels. So Draymond doesn't get that $100 million contract if no. Steph is worried about his prime being affected by Draymond. Steph knows full well what having Draymond as a teammate means and has meant and likely will mean. It means that these sorts of things are on the table. Um, next up, D in Walnut Creek. Hi, D. What's going on you know, with Willard and Dibs? Hey, how you guys doing? Happy New Year. I'm cooking up some uh, neck bones for tonight. Yeah! But, Happy New Year, you know, dude. Uh, you know, I'm looking at some old ACDC videos, you know, and I go back and I look at old videos, and, I, and I'm always re-entertained. So let's revisit this four-ring circus that is Draymond Green. And the last ten games without him have not been entertaining at all. And, you know, it's... Draymond is Draymond, and everybody's screaming, guillotine, guillotine, we want his head. But that ain't going to happen. Let's trade him. Who are they going to get that's better than Draymond at this point? You, you can't do it. They're going to have to draft, draft sharp again to replace Draymond. That's all i got to say for now, guys. Hey, D, just one quick question, uh, and this is a, a very important question. Who is the MVP of ACDC? Oh, gotta be the, the guitar guy. You go back and look at that Sao Pablo uh, uh, video, 
And that guitar solo where he goes up in the middle of the crowd is just yeah. incredible. Yeah, and thank you for joining you us. Know, the correct answer is Bon Scott. Uh, he's talking about Angus Young, the lead guitarist. Great, but when Bon left and Brian Johnson replaced Bon Scott, still a good band, but not nearly as good as when Bon was there. Okay. Bon Scott is the correct answer. Super random, but uh, but yeah. He said he was watching old oh, ACDC videos. Oh, I'm talking to both of you. So I had to give him the follow-up question, I a proper gonna... follow-up question. I... Bond died when you were probably five years old. Yeah, so. there you go. 1980. I was going to answer C when you said who's the <laughs> MVP of ACDC. The letter C, because it's in there twice. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. That's actually a decent answer. Uh, that that would have been my answer. Bond Scott is the correct answer. Which also has For those a C of you scoring yeah, at home. Okay. 888-957-9570. Yeah, there's no... There's no trade in Draymond. Okay, the idea of him being entertaining. Let's let let's pull that apart for just a second. Um, I mostly agree with this. Draymond is a lot. He's a lot. He's exhausting. He's hard to handle. He makes a lot of mistakes. And this is sports, so we're all allowed to react to that. And we can react negatively if we want at times. And it, it seems some Warriors fans have certainly gotten to the point where now it's just an overall negative. It's just a Heisman stance like, I don't want to even talk about or think about Draymond anymore. We're, we're done with him. But okay, yeah, let's go the other direction. Isn't, to a degree, the other direction kind of what we're fighting against with the San Francisco Giants? Isn't it a little bit? I mean, we're all sitting here going, if we're just going to make it about the sport, like we're literally going to robotically just put people in uniforms and put them on the field. And you've all decided you hate that. So maybe that gives a little bit of a window into why I do tend to lean in the direction of positivity with Draymond. I fully acknowledge all of the annoyance, the exhaustion, the bad, I see it, I get it. Is it a net negative? Not even close. Not even close. You've got four rings and one of the biggest names in the sport. I like. Well, even in terms of like right now, forget the four rings. But right now, in terms of the balance sheet, positive or negative, it still is a dramatic positive in my opinion. The only what's the negative of Draymond Green? Right now, put aside what he's already done for the team. The negative would be... Unavailability. Unavailability and a diminishing skill set with a big contract. And the other piece is he turns off some fans with his antics. The positive is he's still a good player. He's still a top whatever defender, 5, 10, 15, however you want to couch that. And he is your most important player's right-hand man. And your coach loves him, and your owner loves him, and a majority of the fan base loves him, and he's good for the gate and the bottom line. So, to me, put aside the past, the net balance sheet of Draymond Green right now on January 9th is still a net positive. Yeah. And it's not even close. Well, it's funny to me when people, and there's like guilty as charged with what I'm about to say. People will be like, well, you guys love him because he he, he creates content for you every day. Two to six. Yeah. I Two mean, to six. I love him. Okay, but what are you all doing watching Warrior Basketball? What do you think that is? What do you think it is? Like, do you think it actually matters for life and death? 
who wins the basketball games? Or do you enjoy content? That's all it is. I enjoy wins. Of course you do, but that's because... Outside of the winning and the losing, uh, I enjoy what you're talking about. But the wins is just the result of the reality television show that we're watching that we want to continue to produce more content. Why are we excited about the 49ers? Because they got to the end, and guess what? <gasps> There's more content. But also, they're There's exciting, to your point. Yes. The Giants is a great example. If you ask me right now what their record was this past year, I probably would get it wrong. And I think that they were 79 and 83. Ooh, I think that might They might have been guess. 80 and 82. <laughs> your point, though, is well taken in that it doesn't matter what their record was because they were an absolute bore. They were a 1.3 on a scale of 1 to 10 in terms of exciting. They were so boring that you knew exactly what it was. It was 79.83. 79.83. It's my business, Mark. That's <laughs> why. <laughs> uh, good for business. Yeah, that's, um, man. Presented by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. We're streaming live on YouTube and Twitch. Hello to everybody who is watching. We're so glad to have you. Twitch.tv slash 957 the game, YouTube.com slash 957 the game. Interesting way you can watch a show, not just listen. Listen to it, and I hear from people every day that that's their new favorite way to bring it in. So keep it coming. It's all powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Uh, more of your calls next. Mike, and then another Mike, and uh, Brian, and uh, we're coming to you. And uh, Steve Kerr's coming to us. This is an hour and 18 minutes away. Steve Kerr on Willard and Dips. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Dub Nation, it's Kevon Looney. My head coach, Steve Kerr, joins Willard and Diz today right here on 95.7 The Game. All right, important for you to hear this. We'll keep going with the calls. Steve Kerr's just over a, a, an hour away. Willard and Dibs, glad you're with us, okay? Uh, YouTube, Twitch audience, hello. Thank you for being here. 888-957-9570. Um, I do think, and this is, all, this is often the case, sometimes it feels a little embarrassing, but... Um, I always try to think about this. You go with what you know in that moment, and then no regrets after that. Because, yes, you will find out two weeks later, two months later, two years later that you were an idiot. Um, but who knew? You go with what you go, you know in that moment. So when Steve Kerr, for instance, goes, well, look, Draymond, is, uh, we're giving him his space, and he's giving us ours. A lot of us went, ooh, that's an interesting quote. Do they not like each other? Why are they giving the Warriors space? Is this like uh, wagging a finger at him? Um, wait a minute. They haven't been talking? He's not in the facility? Oh, there's a wedge. A wedge has been driven. And we, we speculated. And we said it was speculating because we didn't know. How are you to know? But the sound of that quote, and that's why we went right to it when Steve joined us the next day, because I'm like, do you want to add something to that, and he made it sound a le- much less disgruntled type sure. of a vibe. 
Um, come to find out, the more we're hearing now, and we'll let you hear what Draymond said about this today, that whole idea of like a wedge between the two sides couldn't have been further from the truth. He was asked what he missed the most during his time off. What you miss the most is, you know, I, I sit and I watch our games, and what you miss the most is just being able to be there for the guys. Like, man, it's hard to win NBA games. I think uh, we've had times where we've made it look easy. It's hard as hell to win an NBA game. So when you see guys struggling, you just want to help. But in the same breath, I wasn't sitting there like, ah, I need to get back. I need, I can change this. I could, like that was the whole. That was the whole point of like not being here. I didn't think guys needed to hear my voice. Like, but yet if I see something, I'm going to try to help. And I just thought that was wrong, especially with no return date. Just to be around the guys and like working out and like open-endedly practicing and work. Like, I just didn't think that was right. I didn't think it was right for them to even have the uncertainty. You know, it's almost like you out of sight, you out of mind, and it don't quite always happen that way in our sport because it's a win or lose sport and so when the wins are piling up everybody's great when you're losing everything feels like it's falling apart because that's what that's what it's all based off of and so i just didn't think that they should be susceptible to more than i had already kind of made them have to face seeing me every day was one of those things and so i would just say being with the guy it's unfortunate that we haven't had the season that we've all thought we would be having up until this point because it's a great group of guys that really enjoy being around each other. And that hasn't always been the case. And so I think I missed that more than anything. But I wasn't just like missing playing because playing wasn't on my mind. Like if playing was on my mind, then I think I would have been doing myself a disservice and everyone else around me a disservice. So that wasn't really uh, my focus. My focus was my path my growth, the things that I want to do, my family, and making sure that whenever that day came, if it did come, that I returned to this team, that I was in a better space and able to provide for them what I need to provide. And I think I'm in a great space, but just being able to help the guys. All right. No, no one will ever accuse me of being cynical. Um, I don't really have that in my uh, in my DNA. Sure. And here's another example. Like, Can we listen to that and take from it what he's saying? Um, there's a lot of awareness about other people in there. So when we heard it a week ago, we went, oh, my God, he didn't even want to be there. And, no, that's actually exactly where he wanted to be. And you go, okay, well, then why wasn't he? Well, because he felt like that wasn't good for everybody else. And that's why he wasn't there. It's because he wasn't hurt. Like, normally when you're injured, you're still there and you contribute and you're a part of it. But what he had done to have his absence be basically mandatory based on the league was based on his own behavior and his own actions. So he needed to be away from the team. He needed them to be able to go through what they needed to go through. And he needed to go through what he had to to get himself in the right mind space so that when he came back, he would be ready. And he was actually back there last game in the huddle, and he was then ready to be a part of the team again and contribute and be a positive member of the non-playing Golden State Warriors. And now he's back to being able to play again, and now he can get back to being the player that he was before. So I actually applaud him for having the maturity and the perspective to realize that 
where he was in his own space. And he even said in that cut, you know, he wasn't even sure if he was going to come back. But when he when he made it back, if he was going to come back at all, he had to be in a different mind space. And so until he got to that place, he didn't want to be back there serving as a distraction as opposed to what he normally is. couple of notes. Doc Pandy is going to jump in here in just about five or six minutes. Uh, Draymond's return, Cleveland Farrell. Uh, Chris Paul, all of those questions with Doc. Before we go back to uh, your calls, another reminder to subscribe to Willard and Dibs and the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcast while you're there. You can check out all of our content. Subscribe to that as well. The Morning Roast had Brian Baldinger on earlier today. He said some things about the Rams that are going to only make you more scared about that potential matchup. I don't think you need to be scared. But anyway, also, if you missed any portion of Draymond Green's press conference, conference that of course was live during steiny and goo one o'clock hour you can go find that and listen to the entire thing on the free odyssey app uh mike and hayward on willard and dibs hi mike what you doing uh enjoy you guys conversation really good i, I would just like to say that uh, i think the uh, warrior fans and a lot of us have their we, we have illusionary ideas about how much we can win and who we can win with right we got four championships I mean, look how long it took Denver to get one, right? So I'm not too uh, unhappy with the Warriors or, or Steve Kerr or the organization because they, they, we've already accomplished so much. Now, I think when you look at putting a team together like they did two years ago, they won it, you got to look at the takeaways. So do they have enough stuff? To, do they have too many takeaways to compete? Or they, what, 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 what is it going to look like? Because the recipe obviously ain't there because they, they their record's like, it ain't that good this year so far, right? But like I said, what is it going to take for them to get better next year? Or what is it going to take for them to really be competitive? I think championships are won based on, look how long it took the Warriors to win a championship. You know, they put that stuff together, they got those three guys, and they put the ingredients in, and it turned out to be a, win, a winning combination. So winning combinations don't always get better. You have to, have, you have to analyze the takeaways every year. So uh, ownership is only going to pay so much money. And they're paying Draymond $100 because they think Draymond could help win another championship. Well, Mike, Mike, you're not wrong. But then again, um, and, and I've reasoned with it enough to get to this point, like we are a product of our surroundings. So Warriors fans right now, they measure each season by whether or not you can win a title. That's the goal every year, and it will continue to be the goal even when it's an irrational one. Um, maybe that's already the case, but then that will expire after a while when the team is not winning a championship or like not even close, or let's say it's a play-in team, or hell, let's say they don't even make the playoffs at all. Like the Chicago Bears fan base, take a look at them right now. They're having a very large debate over whether or not Justin Fields should be their guy, or should they go in a different direction with their two top p- ten picks, yeah. including number one overall? Well, that's the debate. Um, what will the measuring stick be on that next year? Let's say they stick with Justin Fields. What's the goal? The goal for Chicago is probably to be ab- above five hundred. There you go. Can we sneak into the playoffs? Can you get to be nine and eight and have a chance and, in January to be a playoff? And team? I hate to say this, but like at a certain point, Warriors fans, we're going to have some of those years. We've had plenty. This might be that year. I mean, maybe. Maybe, but like, depending on what happens this year, and if there's a reboot of sorts and a roster change, and 
you know, clearing books and all those things that happen with NBA teams, yeah, you might have a year that starts where you're like, can we make the playoffs? That's it. Like, that's the goal. And then you make the play. You know, Sacramento Kings last year. What was the goal? The goal wasn't to win a championship. Well, the goal changed as the year went on. Sure. But, but still, I don't think gonna... you looked at it as a three seed and thought, yeah. our goal now is to win a championship. Of course not. They end up losing in the first round. And what did you hear Kings fans say five minutes later? They're bummed. And then they go, but that was a great year. Yeah. Uh, a great year. Right. So, like, it's a moving goalpost all the time. Always. And it's going to be really hard for us to back out of what we're used to, which is a decade plus of win the whole damn thing. And I think we're already out of that, honestly. I mean, Coming only out of the, it, yes. most, the most idealistic Warriors fans are still in that mindset of this is a championship team. And I, I think, honestly, if you look at where you are right now, around 500, almost halfway through the year, and you've got injuries, and you've got age, and you've got a West that's better than ever before, Right now, the goal for me, if I look at it, would be get to the six seed. Can you get to be a six mm. and stay out of the play-in? And you get to the six, and then maybe, you know, depending on who the three is, you might be able to win that series, and then, you know, you get into the next round, and who knows, you'll be underdog, but you might be able to pull something off against an inexperienced Minnesota or a lightly experienced Oklahoma City, depending on how that all shapes out. You never know what can happen if you make it into the playoffs. Right now, I look at it, and my goal for this team would be get to the six. And the secondary goal is be better than 10. Be 10 or above, <laughs> right. honestly. Yeah, I wouldn't mind the play-in tournament as long as they come out of it. Yeah, but as I'd want to be 7 or 8. If you're 9 or 10, you got to win twice. I understand. I understand. And that's I, tough. They, uh, and this team tough. has never won a game in the play-in tournament, ever. That is correct. <laughs> Including when, what, were they the 8 that the year? Eight. And they went well, uno, dos, adios. Correct. Which is, is ugly. Not good. Yeah, no. that's, I don't care if they're in the play-in as long as they come out of it. Come right. out of it and make the playoffs. Even if you have to go play Denver. I mean, they played Denver a bunch this year. They didn't look overwhelmed. No. I'm not saying they Lost them both, them. right? Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, right? They, quite frankly, they had both games yeah. most of the way. Sure. The Warriors finishing in the fourth quarter has been brutal this year. You know that. We've all known that. You watch that. So, uh, but But I also think when you watch them play the Nuggets... They're right there. Those are interesting games. Yeah. The Nuggets don't blow by them. There's a matchup thing there that seems to kind of work. Draymond. Well, didn't, when you have Draymond, yeah. Like, he didn't play in either of the games. Right. He didn't play in the, either of these recent games. So, And the matchup went against you on Christmas because you had no one to guard the Joker. Right. And it was a parade to the foul line. Steve Kerr joining us in an hour. Absolutely. Um, you are listening to 95.7 The Game. KGMZ FM and HD1, San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch and YouTube, powered by First NorCal Credit Union, the smart choice for law, uh, for low auto loan rates and super simple online application process. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 